Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello, and welcome to the Fangirls Podcast, a place for fun, fandoms, friendship, and most importantly, fangirling. I'm Julie. And today we're going back to Wakanda, more specifically, talking about all things Wakanda forever. And we're with our special correspondent, Melinda. Welcome back, friend. Hello, hello. Thank you for having me again. Wakanda forever, my friend. I'm so excited to talk to you about this today. Yes. We have been wanting to talk about the last step and phase of phase four for how long now? We've known about this movie since COVID. Right. (laughs) See, they announced it at Comic-Con. And it was just done beautifully. Before we jump into Wakanda, there was a a Marvel holiday special done over Thanksgiving weekend. Yes, there was. And I was so hyped for it. The trailer was so cute. This is all I want to do the day after Thanksgiving. And I didn't realize that it wasn't going to be a full hour. So I was mentally prepped just to like chill on the couch. And before Mm -hmm. I knew it, it was over. This is probably just an unpopular opinion. And my apologies in advance, folks. Well, we'll see if it's as unpopular as mine. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. It was just kind of lackluster. It was cute, but I was expecting more. And there were a few things that might have teased phase five a little bit, but I felt like I watched the whole thing in the trailer. Yes. And I had a lot of friends online that were just going on and on about how it was so funny. Mm. It was definitely worth the time, energy, and effort. But we also haven't had a Guardian anything really in in quite some time. That's where my head was at. I was like, oh, it's not filler content. It's Guardians. This is going to be great. And meh. Definitely meh. No, I was the same way. I And it was all about Christmas, about the Christmas spirit and the way they... Tacked on and happy holidays at the end. It felt like it was a slap in the face. I was like, there's there's two other holidays, three I can think of that, you know, beginning two in December and one that begins in January. Anyway, that's my soapbox. So the moment where Rocket gets Bucky's arm. Yes. I know it's connected to the MCU. Rocket. How did Nebula get Bucky's arm? Yes. Like, did did she hold him hostage until he detached it? Was it an, an, like a backup arm? Was it a Winter Soldier arm? Was it the Wakandan arm? So that was a big loophole that maybe we'll see in Phase 5. And we also learned that Mantis is Peter's sister. Yes. Which I thought that was really sweet. I like that moment. But otherwise, I wasn't a fan. <laughs> okay. It was cute. It was cute. It had its moments, but I would not watch it again. (laughs) You know what I am excited about? LA Comic Con. It's in a few days, baby. As we're filming this, oh, I cannot wait. This is my early affordable Christmas gift to myself. I remember when I joined for Hawkeye and I had said, hey, you know what a great cosplay? Lauren asked me what a great cosplay idea would be. And I was like, oh, it'd be really fun to go as Kate and Yelena. Who would have thought? Almost a year later, Kate would be going to Comic Con with Yelena. I know. I'm so excited. <laughs> I'm so excited. Hello. Yes, I will be passing out Tabasco. Hopefully find mac and cheese and uh, we'll be spreading holiday cheer all over. And it will be so great. That that episode was a year ago when we recorded. Yeah. It. Let's have that Paul Rudd moment. Look at us. <laughs> Who would have thought? Not me. Not us. <laughs> Not us. Oh. No way. But we will be taking all the photos, getting you guys all the content, making all the TikToks, 
at Comic-Con, guys. Yeah. Get excited. And I managed to get autograph and photo ops for Simu Liu. That's going to be amazing. Shang-Chi yes, she paid baby. She paid some adult money yeah. to make that happen. <laughs> oh my gosh. Shang-Chi and the Ten Rings was like one of my favorite projects from Phase 4. So I'm super excited to meet him. Merry Christmas or happy holidays. <laughs> that's, an, that's, that's a great Christmas gift. All right. I'm excited. <laughs> yes, you should be. And correct me if I'm wrong here, Simu has a panel that's going to happen on the main stage. He does. I will be watching that. Oh, yes. And I'm reading his autobiography right now and slowly, but I'm reading it. And it's, it's really interesting so far. I'm currently listening to it on Audible. He has so much personality, but Simu, <laughs> we love you. We love your book. Keep up the great work. We'll give a full Comic-Con recap later on. Well, before we jump into the tea, we've got some casting for you for Wakanda Forever. Hit it, Melinda. All right. We have Letitia Wright, who is Shuri. Lupita Nyong'o is Nakia. Danai Gurira is Okoye. Winston Duke is M'Baku. Angela Bassett is Ramona. Tonosh Huerta is Numor. Martin Freeman is Everett Ross. Dominique Orne is Riri. Florence Kasumba is Ayo. Michaela Cole is Bagas Aneka. Alex Livinali is Atuma. Mabel Cadena is Namora. And shout out to the composer Ludwig Gorenson. That soundtrack I have been listening to nonstop. <laughs> it is perfection. Well, I'm ready for some tea. Are you ready for some tea? Let's spill it. All right, folks. This is the part of the show where we spill the tea. That means spoilers. So if you have not seen Wakanda Forever, I don't know what you're doing with your life, but we're about to spoil it. So stop what you're doing. Go watch this movie because you're going to be really upset when we give you spoilers. All right. This is a very emotional film. We knew this going into it. The tributes was everything. Mm -hmm. I think they made Chadwick so proud. I know when I went and saw it with my group of cast member friends, we all wore white and we were we were at a service. How was your experience? Very different. Oh. I went to a smaller theater. I went to the 21 and over theater again because recliners. I did dress up. No one else in the theater dressed up. And right. I know. And although when the opening sequence started, it was silent. Like you could hear a pin drop. And it wasn't until I was leaving the theater did I see a few other people also dress in all white. Okay. But I didn't have the same experience as you did. Okay. <laughs> in my neck of the woods. Did you get any tears? I got emotional several times. Okay. I went to the store and bought like a six pack of travel tissues that were Avenger themed for the occasion. And I didn't I didn't have to use them, although there was like a time where I thought I was like, oh, I'm going to start bawling and I'm going to have to like redo my makeup in the bathroom. But I know I got emotional about five times. How about you? Yes. The second the tribute happened, the opening Marvel credits happened, just casual sniffling of the audience. And I was like, okay, we understand this moment. We, we mm-hmm. all understand the significance of this moment. Yeah, I just think the storyline was done beautifully. I think the cast you know, just did a beautiful tribute. The writing was there. Mm -hmm. And I I do think that they made Chadwick proud. Yeah, I'm very glad that they left Chadwick as the Black Panther. Like, there is no one else. He is T'Challa. And I like that they followed the comics and they gave the Black Panther title to Shuri to follow in her brother's footsteps. So that was very nice to see. Yeah, no, I agree. Mm -hmm. There were a lot of shocking moments. What was your most shocking moment? I have two. Go for it. One was Sherry going to the ancestral plane, expecting to meet her mother. Mm-hmm. And instead she meets Killmonger. That came out of left field. That Killmonger I, cameo. My God. 
Oh, this is fantastic. Um, and the second one was Julia Louis Dreyfus as Valentina. Thank you. Out of nowhere. Whoa. Hey. And she was married to Martin. Right. I feel like she's the only one other than Yelena to be going back and forth like this. You know, of course, and Bucky and Sam. And right. it's nice to see like a secondary character go back and forth. And I love seeing Val. She's a double agent. This is her backstory. Mm-hmm. So seeing her work, both Martin and Yelena and whoever else is in mm-hmm. her view, she's there to cause chaos and I am here for it. <laughs> Yes, those two cameos were were huge in this movie, but T'Challa's son in the mm-hmm. end credit scene, I was like, oh my goodness, thank God. There's someone yeah. to carry it on. And he was adorable. The casting director understood the assignment. Mm-hmm. And then the other, the other most shocking moment was, I was not expecting Angela Bassett's character to go. Oh, I was heartsick. And I was like, sure, sweetie, I'm so sorry. Bring yeah. it in. And I was not expecting that. But I think... Mm-hmm. I don't know if that was Angela Bassett's decision. Because yeah. I, I don't know if she was like, I can only do so much. Yeah. There's only so much in the storyline. But she did beautifully. and But that yes. one for sure caught me off guard. Let's talk Namor. Okay. All right. In terms of where he ranks in the MCU villains, where do you think he's at? Because I don't think he's a Kang or a Thanos. I don't think he's a big bad. Loved his origin story, but I don't think he's at that level of villain. Morally you- gray. Morally gray. Like. Okay. I love me a morally gray character. His priority is to protect his people and his home, like no matter what. And he can only, he only sees the extreme, like, no, I have to end this or it's going to continue. And I felt it was a little misguided. Like, y'all, are, the two of you are fighting over Riri? When, here's the thing, yeah, she's the kid who might have made the blueprint, but now the government has the blueprint to make more of these things. Why is it no more going, like, should I be going after the government? Right. (laughs) Not after the kid. The kid is is the victim, too, because she has all of her work stolen. She's not getting a profit off of it. Like, that wasn't her intent. But yeah, morally great character is is where my fan fiction heart lies. (laughs) What was the it moment that caught you in your feels? When Queen Ramonda takes away Okoye's ranking in the Dora Milaje and says, have I not given enough? She's lost her entire family. I, I'm i going to start crying right now because she lost her husband. She lost her son. Her daughter was stolen from her. And the one person she could trust in her mind failed her. And seeing Okoye wanting to go back out there and find Shuri, knowing she can do it, it just broke my heart. I would almost put that right up there with most shocking. It just caught me. Yeah. So off guard. What caught me in the fields was seeing Queen Ramonda's body just Mm -hmm. floating. I was not mentally prepared for that. Yeah. I was not prepared to see her go the way she did. Although she was ready to go, there's nothing that could stop her. She knew she was saving the next generation of superhero. And I was I was choked up. I grabbed my pearls and I was like, oh no. Oh no. Next serious question. First thoughts on Ironheart. I am so excited to see more of Riri in the MCU. And I want to see more Riri on screen with Shuri and Okoye and have them team up and face challenges together. And I am super excited. I'll be glad I meet her in Wakanda forever. Like, I hope they, they give her the credit that she deserves. Like, what they did with Black Widow was not okay. The The bar has now been set for what they should be doing for women in the MCU. And I hope they give her every ounce of due diligence that her character and storyline deserve. Yes. Because she was great. I don't think she took away from the movie, from Wakanda Forever. I think she added to it. I, I think girls everywhere are just going to look up to her. 
And I don't think she's a Tony Stark for this generation. I think she is setting a standard of why girls want to be Ironheart more than anything else. And this was the last movie mm-hmm. that wrapped up Phase 4. Yeah. That, that just flew right yeah. by. It flew right by. I was like, where did the time go? That's two years. That's COVID. I know. It's got all COVID the time frame. My Loki fan phase and I bought all those shirts because I impulsed by and I <laughs> and right. I was like, it's over. <laughs> so that being said, what was your favorite part of phase four? And what are you well, looking forward to going uh, into phase five? Well, phase four, I really enjoyed Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. Okay. Spider-Man No Way Home. I did enjoy the Disney Plus shows like Hawkeye. One of my favorites. She-Hulk, <laughs> another one of my favorites. WandaVision was so different from anything we had ever seen on a TV screen. And the Falcon and the Winter Soldier hit a lot of heavy topics that were relevant during that period of time. And I'm just looking forward to Quantumania and Echo and Daredevil Born Again and Ironheart and Agatha Coven of Chaos. <laughs> I think I'm more excited about the shows than the movies themselves. But <laughs> Okay. In phase five. But yeah, phase four was definitely therapy because there was a traumatic event in phase three. Right. And hopefully phase five, it's all about recovery and moving on and learning how to live with everything that's changed. So I don't know, improvement. And so we'll see. I love that. I'm looking forward to Secret Invasion. Oh, yes. And because I really want a Val Fury reunion more than anything. But phase four, you were beautiful to us. We loved every bit of you. We will forever remember how you got us through all of COVID. And we look forward to celebrating you at LA Comic-Con. That being said, now it's time for the Spotlight of the Week. Looking to donate some of your old books to a good home? Look no further than your local Little Free Library. Little Free Library is a nonprofit organization based out of St. Paul, Minnesota. Their mission is to be a catalyst for building community, inspiring readers, and expanding book access for all through a global network of volunteer-led Little Free Libraries. For more information on Little Free Library, head on over to the link in our show notes. The Fangirls Podcast is now on Etsy. Our shop has a variety of original custom-made fandom-inspired artwork in digital download form, with prints inspired by Outlander, Bridgerton, Harry Potter, Marvel, and more. You are sure to find a design that celebrates your favorite fandom. Link to our store and all the info will be in the show notes. Fangirls Podcast is brought to you by Believe Podcast Network, and we want to take a moment and thank you for tuning into our podcast. Please leave us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts so that we can dish and spill the tea with more fangirls and fanguys like you. Thank you so much for joining us today. Please be sure to subscribe to our podcast to hear all of our latest episodes. We love hearing from you, so connect with us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Check out our website to see all that the fangirls are up to. We post a monthly shopping guide called The Fangirl's Favorite Things, inspired by your favorite fandoms. All the information will be in the show notes. See you next time. See you next time. We here at The Fangirl's Podcast are not affiliated with the following. LA Comic Con, Marvel Entertainment, Marvel Studios, Walt Disney Studios, and Disney Plus. We are just really big fans, even if my toxic trait would be accepting Namor's offer. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his mother's bracelet, a dress, and an honest offer to p- team up against our enemies. Yes, please. Good night, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening to Believe. 
You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.